it's the education that goes behind the logo. You know, people say, oh, I need branding. I need a logo. I'm like, first of all, brand, brand, the logo is, is a small atom in this big, like, uh, this big, you know, ecosystem of brand identity, you know, or your brand strategy. This is a tiny piece, but it's just, uh, I, I think it's really fun to educate them and to just talk about what branding really is and what they really need. Um, because yeah, put, putting a logo together in Illustrator, it, it's fun and it's, and, and it's easy, but, um, but actually do, doing it for them to understand on how to use it and how it's going to live and how it's going to grow. And does it even uh, speak to their brand? I think that's the, that's the more interesting part and the more difficult part of the brand strategy. Welcome to Future Driven. I'm Adam Lejenkopf. And on this podcast, we talk about challenges and wins in business. See the vision, drive the future. All right, I am excited to have Edgar Garcia for Future Driven Podcast number 40. Edgar, thanks so much for jumping on. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you having me. Appreciate you having me. So excited to uh, see how we can talk about this future driven thing. Yeah, right on. Well, uh, okay. I recently, I guess I found your content on uh, Instagram and I appreciated your authenticity and just putting content out there and being real and telling a little bit of your story, which is uh, the beautiful thing about social media. And uh, so I was just looking at one of your uh, reels or content and I was like, man, this guy could be a fun uh, podcast guest. And so just pinged you in, in the DM and here we are like a week later. So thanks for uh, jumping in. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I appreciate it, man. I like wasting time. Um, I like connecting with anyone and everyone. Um, so yeah, just happy to be here. So let me know what you want me to answer and we'll kind of get going. Yeah, right on. So uh, what, what attracted me to your, you know, your profile and you personally was just the, the content, the creative content that you put out there. So you're a creative director, graphic designer by background, I presume. Um, give us a little bit of yep. background of your professional background sure. from university, you know, kind of what, what does that look like? Yeah, sure. So uh, really quick, starting from the beginning. So I have a degree in uh, graphic design. Um, I got hired early on in my career at the university and started there as a graphic designer. Um, used, it just, I was a sponge there, learned as much as I could there. Um, became a graphic designer, then graphic design manager. Um, and then that was pretty much where it ended there. So I decided to make my own title there and I became an art director there. And then from there, I've always been very curious and I, I, I can never stand still like you should in this industry. So then I kind of uh, started doing a lot of freelance projects, which then uh, led me into working with agencies and other bigger clients outside of the university, um, which then led me to teaching. So there's kind of like a three, a three part monster in my career is like the corporate nine to five art director job, the running my side hustle, being a, a creative director, still graphic designer um, for an agency and different kind of clients that have nothing to do with higher education. And then the whole teaching part of what I do. So I was an actual, I, I was actually an adjunct uh, for a community college for a while. And then that's why I started doing the reels and just putting education out there that has to do with design industry. That's in a nutshell, that's basically a three-pronged monster of who I am. Right on. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. So you've got, uh, you've got the production side of you, but then you got the, the education teaching side of you where you're looking to educate the next generation and exactly guide them on, on, you know, decisions that they're making. So that was at California Baptist university. Uh, that that's where I'm actually, uh, an art director, but I was actually 
an adjunct at a different university. Okay. Aside from that. Yeah. Okay. So I actually work in the marketing department there um, in the trenches, actually doing design and, and doing marketing. But on the side, I do, like I said, I do the whole creative direction for different clients. And then I used to teach at a completely different university and I should actually be an adjunct for a design student for, for design programs there. So, you know, take me a little bit through the, the current kind of education. So I, I graduated uh, yeah. university in 2002 and okay. I was, I, I got a BFA in graphic design university yep. of Iowa and we were still painting and doing yeah. like fine arts type things. Uh, yeah. you know, there was some, there was some computer work, but I feel like the majority was not, we had also, our professor was a little bit off the rails. So right, right. he was, he was a little bit farther on that side, but, uh, uh, it wasn't until I actually got a job at, a, at, at the in-house marketing university that I actually got to, you know, um, I guess, get my hands, uh, get my hands dirty on actual work. So tell me about like current, like, uh, landscape, how is it working within the universities and so forth, uh, teaching them and, and blending that commercial side of, uh, of the business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good question. That's a good question. So, um, I actually tried to teach at the university that, that I work for. I actually tried to teach there and I got nicks. They were like, no, uh, we, you don't have the time to do it. So I said, okay, jokes on you. I'm going to do this at night at a different university, uh, only because of that. I, I think I had the desire to teach the kids more of a practical experience of what I got because I graduated in 06 from, from with my bachelor's in graphic design too. And my experience, it was a very theoretical thing back then um, where you didn't really get the practicality that you really need in a job. So then when I started teaching at night at the community college, I would teach them, you know, uh, maybe 40% theoretical design thinking and the theories and principles of design. But then also is how, like, how do you navigate through this creative industry that's ever changing? And, and it's a, it's a nonstop learning thing, even for myself. Um, you know, how do you deal with clients? And I would even go into how do you deal with like the business side of design that people don't talk about. Right. So it's right. not just about color palettes and fonts and yeah, that's cool and all, but um, how, how do you navigate and how do you run a meeting and how do you actually get clients if you want to go out there and be successful in, in running a creative meeting, you know, so I kind of want to touch on the things that I never learned. So it was that, that thing that, that I was a little pissed off about, like my education, like, why didn't you guys teach me this? You right. know, that took me so long to learn on my own. Um, so, and that's why I, the reels that you probably saw is like just me being dumb and funny out there, uh, just trying to teach people in, in, in 30 second reels, uh, little things that I wish I would, you know, that someone would have taught me. Yeah. No, that's great. So are you still teaching now? No, no, okay. no. And, 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 and the reason why is because um, there, it was kind of with the, with the group of people that I had there and I'm just going to be completely, completely blunt, right? It was a waste of time when you had 20 students and out of those 20 students, you, you had two or three students that really wanted to learn. Right. And the other ones were there to collect financial aid checks or just to mess around um, or whatnot. So what I ended up doing, I took a step back from that for two years and I, I kind of opened up my Instagram and my social media platforms to like, hey, if you guys want to learn, like hit me up. And I've had people I, I've had students actually um, I've met with them at coffee shops just to like mentor them, like just a one on one. So like if you really want to learn and you're interested in this. Um, hit me up on the side and we can just chat because I'd rather focus on someone and teach someone that wants to learn and wants to like be there, you know? 
Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So, okay, cool. So, but all those educational experiences, yeah. you know, culminate into what you're doing with your clients today. So when right. did you launch um, Edgar Garcia yeah. Design Company? Uh, I think, it, I don't think there was like a, hey, this day I'm starting. Um, I think every every designer does this. It's like little by little, like, hey, a friend needs this, a friend needs that. They need a t-shirt, learn how to screen print, yeah. learn how to, you know, do invitations. Um, I need a website. Do you know how to do it? No, but I'll figure it out kind of thing. Uh, you know, and it kind of evolved into the point where I'm at, I'm at now that I was, um, so it was probably during college that I was doing that on the side, Yep. but maybe, um, probably a little bit, uh, maybe like five years ago where, where, um, who was it? There, there was another podcast I was listening to and they said to niche down, right. Cause, cause I, I've always had this, this, um, issue with niching down on, on, on my style or my type of clients. I said, okay, cool. I'm going to niche down into, into something that I like to do. Um, and I started pushing out a lot of more uh, graffiti style, raw um, illustrations out there when I just for fun. And I started getting people to, to respond to that pretty well. Um, and that's where this company, Medium Rare, hit me up and said, hey, do you want to work on a project for us? It's kind of big. Um, and this was in 2022, 2022, no, sorry, 2020. And um, I said, sure. So I jumped on a branding project for them. And then come to find out it was for Damon John, the CEO of FUBU. And it was a huge like Black, Black Entrepreneur's Day event. And that kind of just snowballed that after that we started doing, I started working on stuff for Shaq with them and then Rob Gronkowski with them. Um, it's just a bunch of big brands that I started working on with them. Uh, so yeah, it was like a snowball effect the last probably four years. Yep. Cool. That's yeah. great. So you have your own company, but you're also working with other companies like medium rare and, and so forth. Cause it says here, you're creative director for them. So kind of, yeah, that's a contract. Yeah. Yeah. So I have that on there as a contract, but yep, I do. I work with them a lot. They're one of my biggest clients if you want to put it, but I'm contract yep. with them. And I still do stuff on the side. And then I still have my nine to five as an art director at the university. Oh, okay. So you're still at the university. I'm still there, man. I'm still there. <laughs> so I'm, doing, so, I'm, doing, I'm doing everything, man. I'm doing everything. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like you got multiple hats all the time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So you're, so you're at the university. Okay. That's where I, I was confused, but you're at the university, but just not teaching at the university. Exactly. I'm in marketing department as an art director at the university nine to five. Okay. So you're still interacting with students. Is that, yeah. is there other students within the organization? Yeah, uh, the marketing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, that's, that's where, uh, like I going back to University of Iowa, that's where I got uh, my experience was the la I bartended, but then I also worked at the marketing department. And yeah. that's where I was like, oh, this is where I'm going to use my, uh, my degree after school. Yeah. So, yeah. Like I'm like, because I remember like being like, I'm not going to be a painter. Like I, there's <laughs> some people in here that are like really good. And I'm like, yeah. that's not yeah. me. And, and, yeah. And so that makes a lot of sense. All right, cool. So, um, so the design company that you have, which yeah. is you personally, right? Which is right, your, right. your, yeah. your ability. And, and as you were talking about niching down, I was, you know, graffiti popped in my head, yeah. because, you know, I look at the portfolio. So mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit about, uh, some of the projects, you know, you, you, you mentioned the, uh, the sure. Black Entrepreneur uh, Week, which is I saw that was pretty cool. Yeah. But the the Golden State Warriors NFT project, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, I had this was when NFTs first started um, back a few years ago, right? With Beeple, he was the first yep. one that kind of blew up that 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 space. 
And I've kind of, um, I, I stay pretty connected in social media and the news. And I heard NFTs and people and what that was a little bit. And then um, Medium Rare came to me and said, hey, we're working on an FT project for Golden State Warriors. And I'm a huge basketball fan. Um, so I said, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And I had no idea what, what NFT was. But I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. And that night I was like on YouTube, I was researching. I was like, what the heck is an NFT, right? Um, and that's where, um, that's actually the first one was for Rob Gronkowski. It wasn't even the Golden State Warrior one. It was for Rob Gronkowski. So the Golden State Warrior was the second NFT project that we did. But yeah, so when, when we hit this one, I, I knew a little bit what it was about already. Um, and we worked, we worked closely with uh, different artists to actually create like the 3D, because I'm not a 3D rendered model guy, but to help us create the NFTs. And then it was me and the team to put all the marketing promotional together to push it out. Um, and it was like, a let's build this plane while we, while let's take it off. Yeah. And then it ended up doing really well. It ended up selling over like $2 million or something like that, like in a matter of a weekend. It was crazy. Nice. It was crazy. But it's, those projects sound super like, um, um, I mean, they sound like you have a team of, you know, 30, 40, 50, but it was literally like the medium rare team some marketing guys, me like pushing out all the promo and design stuff. And then like on a weekend, they're, they're out there like selling with the Golden State Warriors and pushing out all the social media channels. So it's crazy. Did you get into uh, designing the actual NFTs or were you just involved with the marketing around the collection? So both. So um, the Golden State Warrior project was one of the first ones that I did with them. So they were still using a lot of their illustrators. And um, this... They actually just launched another one for the Golden State Warriors now for the playoffs. And they said, hey, uh, why don't you just do the NFT for us? So um, with that one, I, I did a few NFTs for them. Um, some tickets where the, if the some tickets were like the, the buyer buys a, uh, like an F NFT. They keep getting different ticket stubs as they keep winning or, so, or something like that. Yeah. Okay. So, cool. so I've been on both sides on the promotional design brand part and then actual building out some NFTs. Yep. Yeah. Right. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So which um, when you're, we're, we're obviously talking a lot about design and the actual creative side of things, but yeah. you, mentioned, you mentioned earlier the, the business side of art and, and how to navigate that. And that's obviously yeah. a big part of that, which, uh, which part, you know, you, you got multiple hats, so you got to do all of them, but which yeah. side do you enjoy the most or. Um, oh, that's a good question. You know, which one, which one do you, which one do you lean into? Cause it's easier or, or more enjoyable. Which one do you shy away from? Yeah. Uh, accounting is probably the hardest for me because you have to wear that accounting hat, right? Like when you have to actually send the invoices out and actually at the end with tax season, put together your, you know, your, your, uh, profit and loss statement that I learned how to do by myself. And, um, so that's probably like my least favorite because it's part of the business, um, and then obviously the design process I love, but I actually really love just the business side of, of actually selling your idea. Yeah. So it's coming from an ideation and um, getting on a kickoff creative meeting with your client and really kind of diving into like, what do they need? It's not even what they want because they go, oh, okay, we want a logo. Right. I'm like, okay, let's get in a meeting real quick. What's, what's the problem you're trying to solve? And I think that's like, that really uh, intrigues me. Like the psychology that like uh, you think you need a logo, but what problem are you trying to solve? You know, okay, well, we're not getting enough clients to my website. Okay, maybe it's not a logo that you need. Maybe your social media uh, is not performing. Maybe your website is not user-friendly. And that's where I try to navigate the waters of what they actually need versus what they want. And I think that's really interesting to me. Yeah, yeah for sure. And the logo, you know, especially for a guy like you, is, is that's the easy part, right? Like whipping, up, whipping yeah. up a really simple yeah. logo, but it's, 
it's where does it get used? How does it sync up with everything else? And, you know, that's not the broken part. Um, it's more wrapped around that. Exactly. And I think it's the education that goes behind the logo. You know, people say, oh, I need branding. I need a logo. I'm like, first of all, brand, brand, the logo is, is a small atom in this big, like, uh, this big, you know, ecosystem of brand identity, you know, or your brand strategy. This is a tiny piece, but it's just, uh, I, I think it's really fun to educate them and to just talk about what branding really is and what they really need. Um, because yeah, put, putting a logo together in Illustrator, it, it's fun and it's, and, and it's easy, but, um, but actually do, doing it for them to understand on how to use it and how it's going to live and how it's going to grow. And does it even uh, speak to their brand? I think that's the, that's the more interesting part and the more difficult part of the brand strategy, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So one of the things that we're working on here at Matic is, you know, the, your simple brand guide, brand book, you know, yeah. the, the basic stuff with logos, fonts, rules, and all that, yeah. that we can knock out pretty quickly, but, we're we're starting to expand more into uh, image treatment, uh, yep. nomenclature, messaging, and really selling that as part of the whole brand experience, not just the visual side. Do you, do you also dive into that side of the business beyond the visuals? Um, interesting part. So I don't. I I once in a while I do that, but I rather not, and I rather that's when. Um, as growing my business came, I realized my strengths and weaknesses. Yep. And that, that was one of my weaknesses. And that's where I said, Hey, you know what? Let me team up with someone that's really good at this. So there's a, yeah, another agency that I work with yep. um, that helped me out with that. Or, or they bring me like the design work and then they take care of all the tone and voice, brand strategy, messaging and everything like that. Um, so, yeah. So I, I kind of realized to put, check my ego at the door. I'm like, I'm not that good of a copywriter. Let me hire someone that's way better at me. Um, and it, and it, it comes like that. It just, as you grow too, with like motion, I'm not really good at motion, but I have like my set motion designers already that I'll, I'll ping like, Hey, I have a project for you. Um, and then we'll just work together. So yeah, it's me as a face of my brand, but at the same time, it's like, I have a network of people behind me that as I need them, I'm going to tap into them for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah. So as the project, uh, expands, yeah. you know, and it, and I assume that, uh, you, you want to work with projects or you'll, you'll expand in your network if it feels right. And if it, if the project has the right legs and, and you know, exactly. it's not, not as a task, but otherwise yeah. you can keep it niche to you and, and just get your part done. Yeah. 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 And, and, and it's funny because, Sometimes those small projects that I just want a logo are kind of fun to do. Other times they're super, like they're super annoying uh, because it, it's a, it's a turn and burn kind of like, okay, here you go. You're done. I'll see you later. Um, so, so I've been trying not to do that, not to be so transactional, but at the same time, it takes a lot of brain power to get those really big jobs uh, because they're not just a two week job. It's, it's a six month process to put together, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. So how, you know, this is something I've dealt with in my career and curious to kind of hear yeah. your thoughts, but at, over the last, you know, let's say 20 years, right? Yep. As things like Upwork and 99designs and all these kind of churn, yeah. churn and burn um, approaches, if you will, yeah. to getting things done, how do you differentiate yourself um, in the sea of yeah. you know, creative solutions that uh, that are out there yeah i think relationship that, that's my biggest thing relationship and just being and being reliable and being there and creating uh, a relationship with my clients that's all it is because if someone wants the hey i just need a low for 100 bucks 
I usually tell, and I get those DMs all the time. Yeah. I tell them like, Hey, just there's Fiverr. You can go to Fiverr and just get it done there. You know? Um, so it, it helps me send, send people somewhere. Um, but for those people that I really want to like, Hey, here's my cell phone number. Um, call me whenever you'd like, you need something. Um, or let's, you know, let's meet up in person for, for, for lunch and talk about this or, Hey, let's get on a zoom call. Um, let's get on a zoom call and actually dive into your process. I think that's the thing, um, where being reliable and then just creating that relationship. So they know that I really understand their problem rather than just like, Hey, I'm putting together a logo for you and here you go. And I'll never talk to you again. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. And then usually, usually my projects start with like, Hey, I, I, I need a, uh, again, that logo. So I need that. And then it turns into like, I've been working with them for the last five years, you know, where they need, uh, you know, social media strategy, they need to update their website, they need uh, some motion graphics, they need some photography video. So it just kind of grows because they know that I'm reliable and, and, and I'll make sure it gets done the right way. Um, that it kind of just keeps growing, you know, but it keeps yeah. going back to that logos, the hook, it keeps going back to like that first, that for, and, and, and let's get you know, let's get rid of uh, like the logo, but it's just that initial project. And, and if you show up and you give it a hundred percent and, and, and you, and you show who you really are and you're just there to help someone. Um, that's the big thing is just be there to help someone in their, in their time of need. If you want to put it that way, um, then it just grows. It just grows into a relationship and they're going to come back to you. Yeah. You know? And, and also, you know, the way another, answer to that is you kind of get what you pay for right like yeah, there's absolutely. there's i can probably fix my own toilet if i wanted to figure it out or yeah. i could find somebody who i've never met to do it yeah. or i could call my consistent guy to know that that thing's going to work all yeah the time. And, absolutely and so there's you know we're in a you know a commodity business where you know anybody can do it quote mm-hmm. unquote but you get what you pay for. You get the relationship, which is what you're talking about. Yeah. And then as it grows, you've got a consistent, you know, someone who's yeah. thinking about your, your yeah. business throughout. And I'm like that for my other stuff too. Like you said, uh, anything that has to do with like my house or, or when I bought and sold my house, it's the same guy. I don't trust no one else. When I have to refinance, it's the same guy. My mechanic is the same guy because I trust them, you know? Yeah. It's the same well, that's thing. That's great, man. So, well, this is the future driven podcast. So I want to know a little bit more about what you see in the future. Maybe let's talk a little bit about, you know, what you see happening in the design space um, as things become even easier, you know, how long is it going to be until you can just talk into your phone and the the logo will spit out um, because you described it. uh, And then we want to talk a little bit about you, but you know, what, what do you see happening in the design space that over the next, you know, 10, 20 years. Yeah. I think in this industry, uh, the tiring part, but exciting part is that it's an ever evolving industry. So if you stop learning, you become a dinosaur within a month or whatnot, you know? So you always have to be a sponge and learn everything. Um, this is probably cliche to say, but you know, web 3.0, the whole blockchain, the whole NFT space is coming. Uh, so, so if people don't know what that is, Google it, look it up because that is, that's the new web and that's where it's coming. And for designers, it's really good because it provides it provides us with opportunity to be like musicians and collect our royalties. You know, we can create whatever we want. We can throw it up on the blockchain and we can sell it like a fine piece of art nowadays. Right. You know, you could do that with a company like I did. You could do that by yourself because I'm even doing my own NFT projects. I'm trying to do, do my own over here. Um, but I think that is huge. The whole the whole blockchain, the whole metaverse where people are actually um, building 
spaces, and it's weird to think about, right? Building spaces in in a in a universe that's digital, you know. So maybe there's like a, a mall out there. And I was talking to my wife, I'm like, you know, is there everything gonna be like retail shops in 20 years, or is everything gonna be like like a sim city where you're just walking around, you know? So then you have opportunities there to like design the buildings, design advertisement within the the web 3.0, right? Within that metaverse. And that's that's wild, that's crazy to hear. So I think that is for sure that what everyone's talking about is that metaverse. Um, Number two, like you said, the whole AI and the whole Canva, Canva, Adobe uh, just, just released their version of Canva, Adobe uh, express. It used to be spark as Adobe express. Um, And I think a few years ago, uh, I think I was maybe a little younger and more immature and I I would would, piss me off, right? Like, Oh man, Canva is terrible. And, and, you know, it's going to take our businesses, but instead of, instead of, thinking it that way, I kind of flip my mentality to like, how can I leverage this for me now? Right. You know? So then I've been, I've been trying to learn as much as I can when it comes to that, because we can leverage that for certain types of projects or even educating our clients. Like, Hey, you can use this now. Let me help you set this up for you. And now you can use this. And then you don't have to come to me for a little flyer because you can do this, but let me educate you on how to use this. Or we can do that for you too. You know? So it's, it's just tools that are out there, I think that if we know how to wrangle them and use them to our ability, I think it's going to make our life easier because design thinking, it's, it's still a, it's still a, a creative thing that it's never going to go away. And I, I don't, I don't even think a machine can, can take over creativity as well as the human being can, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And even, even in the, the metaverse in web 3.0, we're going to need humans to create mm-hmm. the world that we're going to be operating in. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that the, because of the, the digital real estate is infinite, you know, it's going to, you're still going to have real life, real estate, you know, it's just yeah. going to have a lot of people, especially in our lifetime that yeah. are just not interested in going there. And so right. you're going to have people kind of going, you know, operating there, but then you're going yeah. to have people operating in this digital world that people don't even know or see Yeah, uh, that is, is so, you know, it's so much more, it's so, so much bigger. And, yeah. you know, there, obviously if you saw, you know, what went down with VCon and, and recently and everything yeah. that's happening there, there's just so much, like we're at the very beginning of it. Yeah. Even though it feels like it's been around for a couple of years, it, there's just so much to come. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, let me, and, and I think as, and I think as designers, I think it, this is really exciting because um, again, this is probably cliche to say, but we have a huge voice and a huge like seat at the table nowadays. If we, if we take that opportunity, right. you know, so, so I always tell like, like the, the young guys that, that I mentor or talk to, I'm like, do not be scared to voice your opinions. And when you get that chance to, to be part of that conversation, take it because um, I think as, as designers and creatives, we tend to be uh, very shy and introverted and won't, and won't speak up um, and don't know our value. But as soon as we understand our value, it's a, it's a game changer. It's a game changer yeah. because we are as important or more important than a lot of those positions out there making decisions in these big projects. Yeah. Well, and social media gave creators a platform, yep. right? So yep. artists, musicians, you name it, right? Yep. And so now, now Web 3.0 and NFTs and everything is going to give that even more of a platform. Exactly. Uh, which, which is awesome, right? Like it just, but it doesn't, it doesn't all come back down to community. Like it yeah. comes down to 
people actually giving a shit what you're talking about or making yeah 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 for sure and it's funny you say that because you know people always ask me oh what's what's the most uh if, if i want to be a designer like like what's the, the best thing for me to learn to be successful and i said build a community around you build a network of people because uh it's who you know now it's it's always been like that but it's who you know like it's it's so relevant now um build a strong community behind you that's going to support you in what you're doing you yeah. know and and never be uh, i guess shy to reach out to someone like what i just did to you right yeah. like you know outside of there was zero connection and then yeah. now here we are having a great conversation similar backgrounds similar challenges uh, it all, it all works out well. Um, you're yeah. in California. I'm in, I'm in Washington. Um, nice. Yeah, this is, this is great. And this is a question. I mean, this is, and I'll just, I'll just pose this question for whoever listens to this or you, and maybe you can ask this because this is something recently that I've been noticing and, and I want to figure out is, um, why, why, why is this generation or this time that we are now, why are they, why, why are people so reluctant to reach out to people, uh, just, uh, just like you, like you did, you know, through, through DMs. Uh, is it, it sounds sneaky. I mean, is, is it, is it, is it disgusting? Is it gross? I mean, what is it that people are so scared to, to reach out to people about, you know, because I do that all the time. Um, there's designers, there's like top level designers that I've just, Hey, I love your work. You inspire me. Like, I just want to say what's up and they'll reach out back to me, you know? Um, so I'm not sure if there's this, there's people are scared of rejection a lot nowadays or what it is. I, but I always tell people, I'm like, just go and just email someone or, or DM them and say hi. I think that's a lot. That's it. A lot, especially when people have, if they're, you know, quote unquote, bigger personalities or right. have following, you know, right. they don't feel like that they're going to have the, they're going to get a response. But, right. but you're right. You know, and, and a lot of times I'm sure there's people you reach out to that don't respond. And, right. And, and there could be many equations to that. Maybe they, they just don't aren't, aren't active or that's exactly. just something that they're just not into or whatever. But like, that doesn't mean that, you know, so it's like this self deprecation thing that starts yeah. to happen. Like, why didn't they respond to me? Oh my God. Like it just, yeah. you know, versus just throwing it out there. Uh, which I'm a big fan of just having, you know, no expectations of others and just giving, yeah. giving it back to, to, you know, like what you're saying, giving it back to the community, telling people you like their stuff because yeah. people want to hear that stuff. And, and, you know, it might feel like they have a bigger, you know, vision because of their personality online, but uh, you know, you just never know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's happened to me before where, where people have sent me a message. They're like, I'm surprised you responded. I'm like, why wouldn't I respond? You know, oh, it's because you've worked with with some some big clients. I'm like, you have no idea. Like, it's it's not that it's not that glamorous. You know, um, it's cool that I'm actually flattered that we're talking. That's really cool. And I've, yeah. I've made a lot of friends like that on Instagram. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So what about you and where do you want your career company to go? Kind of what's your what's your hope yeah. and your vision for, you know, Edgar Garcia Design Company? Yeah, uh, you know what? Now, again, I'll be honest and authentic. I have no idea. And I think that's like a lot of people that I've asked that, that are that are even higher than me. And I ask them, they're like, I have no idea. Um, I heard this funny thing that, that say that says uh, designers never retire. We just die, you know. Um, and I think that's where um, I definitely like where where, you know, COVID was a terrible thing. But at the same time, it showed a lot of companies that, hey, and it showed a lot of people that you can do this remote, you know. Sure. So I've been doing the, the school thing nine to five remote, which is really good. And it's a stable thing for my kids. Right. Which I'm like, okay, cool. Um, 
nine to five remote. Cool. And then just growing my side work as much as I can. And I tell myself, uh, you know, so one day I can just probably just focus on that. But in reality, I'm like, am I really going to like leave a, a safety net that I have there in reality? Maybe not. Maybe I'm not sure this has to be really big. Um, so I don't know. I, I think it's just, it's just working with, working with clients that I want to work with. I think that's where I want to be at is, is working with, um, you know, the Golden State Warriors was really cool. Cause I'm a big, I'm a big basketball fan. I still want to work for the Lakers. That's cool. I'm a Laker fan. Um, you know, but just in that entertainment industry is, is, is where I kind of want to niche myself a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think just, just growing this as much as I can until I have to make a decision as to like, Hey, should I, should I just go this route or go this route? You know, at the same time, sometimes I don't want to go 100% freelance because then I see the horror stories of like, you always have to be on and always have to hustle, you know? And sometimes I don't, sometimes I just want to relax on the weekends too with my kids. So, (laughs) so it's kind of like right now it's, I think just growing, just growing that side of the business that I have. Um, And then just continue to educate people. I think that's where, where maybe in the long run, where I want to be is go back into heavy, like education with this um, and seeing how I can just help this upcoming generation. Cause I feel a little responsible, like, all right, I'm getting a little older. There's 18, 19 year olds getting out of college. Uh, and I'm not liking a lot of the stuff that they're doing. So instead of bitching about it, like, how do I fix it? You know, how can I help them? Yeah. You know, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So it's interesting how, you know, the world works. So I, because of all the education we're talking about, yeah. one of my clients is based out of Mexico. They're a manufacturer. We're working with a, a college in Chicago and, and then we're the third prong of the, the relationship as an agency. Right. And so we're, we're helping students bring this commercial side of the education. And they're mm-hmm. actually making, designing products for this manufacturer. They're getting selected by U.S. buyers and they're going to be on the shelves. That's awesome. And, and we're doing this, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're giving them direction. We're giving them scopes of work. We're giving them feedback and we're creating this uh, creative loop. They're getting stronger and then they're getting real life experience of, yeah. hey, we don't like this. Let's actually, let's take this one, design it with this one. And, and yeah. two students are like, well, that's my work. And it's like, well, yeah, well, now the two of you guys are going to collaborate <laughs> or right. we're going to actually get to give it to this person and they're going to yeah. finish it. And they're like, well, yeah. I mean, what? And it's like, yeah, but that's, you know, that's the way it works. That's the way it works. Exactly. Um, And I always, I've got a fairly younger team, um, you know, twenties and early thirties. And, and I always tell them about my stories, my very first agency job, I had a pretty cutthroat creative director Yeah, and I was, I was, you know, we were art directors, I think straight out, straight away. And there's like 20 of us. Yeah. We would do big projects. We worked on like Subway and, and Jimmy John's. We were kind of in that fast, casual restaurant. And we used to put together all these campaigns and we would all, you know, have like a due date, whatever, like Thursday at two or whatever, right. we'd all print them out and everything was printed at that time. Yep, yep. Um, and we would put it on the, on the wall and the creative director would came in, come in and he didn't know, you know, he obviously had his like favorites of the guys that were like yeah. awesome and rock stars. And I was 21 at the time and he would come in and he would just like literally like, take rip things up, you know, take, add this, you know, take this and say, okay, Brad, you know, who's like the senior guy, you know, I want you to finish that. And I'm like, well, Hey, what's, that was part of mine. It's like, <laughs> you, you go in the back and start cutting up boards and you know, whatever, but like, 
But that was just like the cutthroat mentality that yeah. it was okay. They had a good idea. Everybody in the room knew it was yours because we yeah. all kind of knew. But he was just care- he just cared about the end result, right? Which was we got to get out in front of this client and present the best work possible. Yeah. And and that really you know that two years that I spent there gave me like such a thick skin for the yeah. business side of things because. I just lost all emotion for the design. You know, even my work, I was like, you know what? I I, I just spent five hours on it. Now I hate it. And I'm going to go do something else, you know? And that's the biggest thing that I guess I'm trying to educate my team and then these college students that don't get too emotional about the work. You got to, you got to keep putting it out there and it keeps getting better and better and better. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Again, one of the things I've heard a long time ago, I forgot who said this, but uh, the, the, you know, your work doesn't define you who you are as a person. And that's what I tell my guys too. I manage a couple guys and I'm like, even if you're, even if what you did is not the best thing, like you're still a cool person, you know, like you got to disconnect yourself from your work. And I know you put a lot of work in this, but uh, it doesn't define who you are as a person, you know? And I, and th- that's the biggest thing that I try to teach. Even when I was, uh, when I was teaching at the university, uh, that's what I would tell them. I'm like, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to, critique this stuff. But when we're a little rough on this, don't take it personal because it's, it doesn't define you who you are as a person at the end of the day. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, Edgar, Hey man, I really appreciate you coming on and telling a little bit about your story It's great yeah. to be connected and uh, you for sure are future driven, my friend. So thanks so much. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing this out there and hopefully it blows up and hopefully we're uh, we meet again in uh, the metaverse, right? The web 3.0. Right. <laughs> we go I'm going to come to sunny California before we, uh, we, we meet. we get some 8-bit coffee there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Ed. I appreciate you. Yep.